0: of you who weren't ready to go this deep, um, I get it. And it's it's another one of those episodes because it's real time, guys. It's it is time to get real and I, I need to huh okay. I need I need to tell you about my day. <laughs> okay. So I took on I had been putting it off for so long. I I took on the project of putting the voicemails together um for the next humanity first voicemail blast. Um this morning, I don't even remember time is passing weird. I've I've been in a, a fugue state for a good week or so with this whole thing just being emotionally overwhelmed. More than I ever have in my entire, like, in my entire life, I've never felt like this. And uh, I I got through it. I got through the audio part <laughs> anyway. I have no idea how I'm going to get through the video. Um, I'm going to do my very fucking best. And that should not be, <laughs> that should not be like an asterisk, don't call in, because I can't handle this. That is a... Pl- Please call in and keep doing this because this is excruciating, but it's beautiful. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, uh, and it's tr- it it transformed something inside of me that I I I didn't think was possible, and the only language that I know how the only words that exist in the English language for me to tell you what just happened to me in, in this last week or so, um, a lot of, you know, I, I don't believe in God. I, I I think if, uh, he did exist, he's an evil asshole who likes to torture people. Um, Mm -hmm. I have been not, you know, not comfortable with the atheist label because it's it doesn't feel genuine to me. Um, But I never understood it. That's where it came from. I never understood what people meant when they said that word. I never understood what God was. And I think I do now. And, uh... Oh, shit. I think I do now. And it's because of you. Uh Anyway, I, I got through this excruciating voicemail blast and put that out this morning and realized I had... An hour and a half or two hours before I had to be at work to go, you know, to work to make money to pay the bills so that I can keep making this fucking show. Um, and just oh fuck, I got in there and I was in the most fucked up place, you guys. I had to walk into the back room and I put my head down on the counter. and david walks in david my best friend in the world walks in and he's like are you okay and i'm going no no i'm not okay uh but just give me a minute i just i just need a minute to get through this um whatever this is uh, combination of lack of sleep and uh, emo- emotional turmoil through self-flagellation in this humanity first thing um, so I took a minute and I just was in the wrong headspace I was like I cannot be a helpful person today I can't be a customer service person today that's like I, hey, how are you this morning I'm about to fucking die you know what I mean like I got in there and I, I was just not I was not ready to handle the day And um, a couple people really changed that for me today. The first was my new friend, Ken. I just met this guy, and I already love him so much. You guys have no idea. Uh, We are, ooh, it's the 30th anniversary of the Pale Blue Dot, and uh, I've been wanting to get into that for a long time. A long, long time. I can't believe I haven't produced something for that on this show. And uh I'm finally going to do it. And I'm going to do it in person with a real fucking human who was there. Who saw Carl Sagan on TV growing up. You know? Uh So that's magic. But this is somebody who randomly stumbled into my life uh in the last week or so. And, uh... The most beautiful people I meet on earth have so much to give. they have the brightest minds and the brightest hearts and the most tortured souls. That's the common theme. It's like <sighs> anyway, so shortly after I get into work and i'm I'm At the desk for just a minute, just just a minute. Ken comes in and we see each other, and um, you know he asks me about it. He's we do the regular human thing. How are you? I'm good. I'm you know whatever. We lie to each other all the time (laughs) when we ask when we ask that question. Uh, and this is why people like me have such a hard time with it, because it is so fake. You don't really care. You don't really care how the person's doing. Um, but Ken's one of those people who does really care. So I I dumped out my emotional purse for a hot minute, and he was hesitant. He was like, well, I have amazing, like, beautiful, wonderful news. But I, I don't want to, you know, you have enough shit on your plate at the moment, and I'm like, no, 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 please, please, please share your good news, please radically transform my day with your good news, and, and he did, and I had, I walked around the desk, and I gave him a hug, I said, thank you, thank you for, thank you for sharing your good news with me, it, um, it really helped, and if you don't know, um, the side job that i'm I'm picking up to help pay the bills uh for everything since i decided i the the cosmos told me I could no longer spend my entire life breaking my back cleaning toilets, and being invisible <laughs> uh so i I left that without a parachute and thankfully david is has offered me. ...the space to be able to contribute there and help there. Uh, he runs a tourism company here in Bisbee. Bisbee is a magical fucking place. And we are going to do probably a whole series about Bisbee. Because it has so many different faces. It's It's been here for so long. It's had such a rich history. And... The people, the town is so small that it's still connected. It's still connected to the outside world, but it's still connected to each other. Like, there's a a bumper sticker around town that said Bisbee. It's like Mayberry on acid. It really fucking is. It's the most colorful, beautiful desert town in the middle. Don't come here. We don't want any more people. (laughs) No, if, if you come here and be my neighbor, I'd love it. But, um, that, that's my point, is that, like, I, I'm i in a spectacularly beautiful place already, and the opportunity to share that with visitors, it is the best fucking work. It's the best job on the planet, in terms of paying, paying you know, hourly <laughs> jobs. Real jobs, quote, real, unquote. This is obviously the best job in the world, making Mindwave. But, um... That moment, there in my in my, <laughs> just like a bet, literally about to crumble. Do not, do not touch me, or I will shatter. <laughs> uh, you know, in that moment, it kind of it it shifted my day. It was like, oh, they, you know, great. This this beautiful. This is awesome, and um, a call came in the first call of the day and uh, she was asking about a tour and I have my usual spiel um, and I, I heard myself give a different spiel this time which was I, I saw it happening in real time and I couldn't explain it but when this woman called in I asked her her name you know, like you do. And I felt compelled to tell her it was a beautiful name, but I stopped myself because that can be kind of creepy. <laughs> it was a beautiful name. um, But she was asking about tours, and I, I said, um, yeah, it looks like 515 is the the closest slot that we have to get you guys out. Um, That's a great time to go, and she goes... It, is it? Won't it get dark? And I said, you know, l- l- let me look for you. Let me let me look at what what time the sunset is. And and I looked it up, and I said six oh nine. And I said, you know what? This is the perfect time slot because you get to start the tour in you know, seeing this beautiful place that we live in the daylight. And as it progresses, you get to watch it transition in into night. You get to watch the town come alive. You get to, you get to watch the lights come on. Uh, it's it's like living in a snow globe. It's a beautiful—and and I'm hearing myself describe this in these terms in ways I've never described it before. And I'm going, what the fuck? And she was like, absolutely, yeah, let's book it. And I was like, F- we look forward to seeing you, and I really mean that. Like, I really mean I look forward to seeing you. Um, ugh, for the first time, and it it was weird. This experience was v- it felt very alien to me to care about a stranger that much for the first time, to to tell them that they had a beautiful name, and and I didn't do it. I, I caught myself like in this weird. What's going on in my head? <laughs> what is going on in my soul right now? Um, and then I got a call. Another call for a shuttle. Um, Somebody wanted to be picked up at the store and and or uh, picked up at the park and run to the store and taken home. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, this is awesome. I was still very much trying to like. Ken and I were still very much stuck in this this uh, pale blue dot thing. So I I run off. I do the shuttle. I pick up I pick up the girl and taking her where she needs to go and. You know, I asked her the real question, how's your day going? Um, and she said, you know, good or, you know, default answer, default human answer. And uh, she asked me back and I said, you know what? It feels like an especially beautiful day to be alive. And I really fucking mean that. And I've heard people say shit like that in the past. And I'm like, oh, God, shut up. That is so trite. So, (sighs) and it was because I didn't understand it. I'd never felt that before. I'd never woken up and gone, God, this is a beautiful fucking day. But that was it. Um, And her her destination wasn't, it wasn't too far away. It It was up on a hill. Um, up at the top of a mountain, <laughs> up, a, up a tiny cobblestone little path that's barely big enough for a golf cart. And I was like, oh, I know exactly where we're going. I love this. Cool. Like, I'm on my way. We're going. Here we go. And I go down, and I start to go down into the main part of the town, like old town, taking the long way. And I went, oh, shit, I totally should have gone up and over. I should I should have gone up the mountain on the other side uh and just taken you straight there and she was like oh no it's fine you know like it's uh, I'm not in a rush it's it's a joy ride <laughs> whatever um and I couldn't figure out why I had spaced like that I just thought I was being like a stony brain <laughs> you know and going like oh shit um so I get down to go up my regular way that I go up, which is a weird way. It's not how the other people go up. I go up a, a weird way, and it's because it takes these teeny tiny little, like only a couple feet wide paths, and going through them in, Going through them in a golf cart is super fucking fun. And uh, I got to the point uh, coming up the other side of this mountain, going through one of these, like, really... <laughs> Fun little twisty turny bits. And I almost had to pull over and I was like, oh my god. I I know why I did that. I know why I was compelled to come down here and go this way instead of taking the rational way. And it's because it's something that I've mentioned to several people anytime I have them on the cart is like that specific road. That just like weird little twisty turny path reminds me of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It totally feels like that. Uh and if you haven't been on that ride, you have not lived. (laughs) Uh but it it was realizing that in real time as I'm as I'm going up the mountain, I was like, oh that's totally I why I went this way. I was just compelled to because that part right there is is it's a ground wire you know like it triggers something in me and it's so it's something so small that i never really think about or never really articulate it's just a it's just a strip of asphalt that goes up around a corner but i'd never noticed it before and when i noticed it i told her i said i said Uh, I'm sorry. I totally, I just figured it out. I figured out why I went this way. And it's because that right there reminds me of Mr. Toad's wild ride. And that was my inner child coming out. And (laughs) I don't know if she got how big that like is for me. Um, but. I haven't seen that motherfucker in a long time since he was a little baby, children, and uh, just seeing it in real time and going like, "Oh shit, hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, let's fucking go for a ride." This is, life is a wild fucking ride, man. You just you kind of need to just throw your arms up every once in a while and say, "You know what? I am gonna go the long way because it's more fun." <laughs> um. Anyway, I I continue up the hill. I get up the special little crazy part right at the top and i drop her off at the peak and i'm on my way back down and she hands me two bucks for a tip now on an average day on an ordinary day when i'm in my <laughs> my default i have to work mode the the robot mode that we all get forced into at work we're just like ugh the the instinct the person i would have been in the past would have been like ugh two bucks thanks I drove all the way up here would be the default human response but she handed me that two dollars and I looked down at it I you know I said you know goodbye and thank you and and whatever and she went up to her house and I looked at that two dollars and I realized that's the best fucking two dollars I ever made (laughs) right there just right fucking there that was the best two dollars I ever made and just driving back down, I'm like, what the hell just happened to me? What the hell <laughs> did humanity first do to me as a content creator? What did, what the hell, Andrew? <laughs> you dropping out, like, excised something from my soul. And I think it was the cancerous part that made me callous. It made me distant. It made me a, quote, atheist, unquote. Uh, And I still don't believe in God, but I understand what people are talking about now when they use that word. I had another shuttle that was another. Right after that. um, Another local Rick. Fucking great guy. Older guy, he has a hard time getting around. He he carries oxygen. Um, and Rick, if you ever hear this, or, or the uh, aforementioned uh, female passenger who I I don't remember her name, or the lady on the phone who called, who had the most beautiful name I'd ever heard this morning, and I can't remember it now. Rick just needed to get to the bank um, and to the store to buy a bottle of wine and to go home and he's up there in age. He can't get around. So And Bisbee's built into the cliffs. I mean, it's huge stairs, huge mountains. It's not an easy walking place. So I was thrilled to be able to go and take Rick to the bank so that he could get some money and go buy a bottle of wine so that he could go home and drink his bottle of wine. (laughs) Because I feel that. Uh, Big time. And the default small talk thing... That I usually do, um, led places that, like, deep, deep human places that I've never taken small talk before. He was, um, one of his hobbies is, uh, knife sharpening. Like, like he just has a knife and he likes to sharpen it and get it as sharp as it'll fucking get, uh, to be able to slice a piece of paper. And I said, God, there's something primal about that. There's something kind of just medievally beautiful about that as as a hobby, you know. There's it's it's Prometheus stealing fire from the gods, forging tools. You know that is such a cool hobby, man. Like, good for you. And I heard myself say that, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just say?" <laughs> um. So you know I take him to the store and and we get the wine and and I take him home and uh you know conversations going on and some kind of hint to politics comes up in you know just the loss the loss of the faith in the democratic process and seeing how how badly broken our country is um and share just kind of sharing in that at at a distance, you know, that, uh, God, we really fucked up, didn't we? God, we lost the dream. We lost the American dream. Rick, what happened? Why aren't we taking care of our people? I didn't even mention Andrew's name once. I mean, all kinds of other uh, candidates' names come up. I didn't even bring up Andrew's name, but it was just that connecting with him as a person and having that moment of seeing Seeing how broken it is. And to just be able to feel that with somebody else. Um, And he gave me the second best $2 I've ever earned. Because if you allow people that space, if, if you just stop doing the fake small talk shit, and when you ask somebody how their day's going, if you actually care... People can tell if you actually care or not. They can tell if that's a real question. Um, and this guy, he's getting up in age, and and he's like, well, you know, I don't have too much long left, and I'm I'm not going to be here for too long. I just want to sit back and enjoy my wine. It's the fragility of human life, the the seeing how broken it is and just... The sentiment being that like, well, I don't have to, I don't have to watch it for too much longer. I'm not going to be here for that much longer. And it was like, how the fuck did we just, you this is customer service. How did we just connect like that? So anyway, (laughs) incredibly overwhelming day. This is all popping up with this pale blue dot shit and that episode. Is going to be... Amazing. I can't wait. But, um... I don't even know... Really what I was... Trying to put into this specific episode. Except... That something changed. And I'm sure as a listener you can... You heard it change. Um... I heard it change, I saw it change, and I feel like I'm alive for the first time. I feel like before, when I was just on autopilot, dreading every minute of the day, dreading everything I had to do, just surviving to survive. It was fucking miserable. And... I'm alive for the first time and I can't go, but you can't go go back to being dead, you know? So um, I guess that's it. That's, that was my day. How was yours? Please uh, reach out and let me know. Um, I would really like to hear from you. I, I, I'm not good enough about that, about the appeals to like, please reach out and um, engage with the show because That's the goal. Um, It really is. It's connecting. Uh, That's humanity, man. We need to connect. Anyway. Now for the hard part. Um, A new approach I'm trying to take to the voicemails um, this season, this year, from henceforth is to respond personally. I, I didn't do that um, a whole lot throughout season one. So if you left a voicemail for season one and it was kind of this passive thing that you did, you just dropped your message in a bottle and then it appeared on the show, I that's... It's a... No. Like, I need to... I need to know you. You took the time to call. Um so I I've been I texted everybody back um that had called in and and said, you know, like, "Hey, I'm 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 going to put the video together, but I need you to hear this. I want you to be one of the first people to hear this." Um and the messages have been amazing. People see how powerful it is, which they're calling my work it's it's really not my work it this is this is definitely collective um and as much as I shit on communism, these are our tools. This is our work. We're doing this together um I connected very deeply with one person in particular who called in. I'm not allowed to pick favorites, but I do have a favorite voicemail. (sighs) You might be able to guess which one it is. Um, But I got another one that really, really fucked with my soul. (sighs) And I need to tell you about it. Now, this isn't my story to share. So I'm not going to share this listener's name. But it'd take it I, I sent this message out at like 5.30 in the morning or something insane just because I'd been up all night crying producing this shit. And I sent it out and I said, you know, I'm sorry if I'm waking you. Um, and a lot of people didn't get around to it until, you know, closer to the end of the day after the work day because people have to work for a fucking living. And um, one message in particular came from someone who said, somebody who was moved, obviously moved by all the stories, but somebody who said that they were driving when they were listening to it. And they had to pull over when they heard their own voice for the first time when they heard the power of their own voice it it drove them to tears and that is the most fucking powerful thing i have ever heard so um thank you listen you know who you are um obviously but that was just one of the most beautiful moments in my whole life is realizing that in whatever small way I gave a place for somebody to be able to hear their own voice for the first time. And that's what this is. Welcome to Mindwave. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You have a really good taste in podcasts, clearly. So you probably also have a good taste in friends and know somebody who would enjoy the show as much as you do. So share the love. It's what we're all about. Special thanks to the friends of the show who make it possible... Rob J. Wilson, Corey Wilcox, Phil Ord, Travis Meyer, Heather Cook, Julia May, and Boone Hem. Join the Mindwave universe at mindwave.media to be a part of the Mindwave journey with us. Also, make sure to check out the other content creators in the Mindwave sandbox, and please help us support their work. Give us a follow on Twitter at Mindwavepodcast. If you think I'm cute, you can follow me at Mindwave Jenner. And if you think I'm annoying, wait until you see my Twitter at Mindwave Josh. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. The Mindwave podcast is produced by Studio Stargazer.